I'm Patrick Still. I'm one of the elders here. Uh, thank you. I, I'm not used to being up here and be wired up. Um, uh, we're, we're at the uh, third installment of a three installment uh, sermon series on kind of our mission statement here as the Refuge Church. Um, uh, very much a catchphrase that we use that uh, is uh, Christ healing community. And we're on the last installment on community. And I just want to take a few minutes and thank you uh, as a body. Um, uh, about eight years ago, I uh, joined the refuge, uh, had been connected with the Coffee Oasis uh, for six or seven years volunteering uh, with them before I came and joined the refuge, uh, me and my wife. Um, it, was a, it was a natural fit for us because both of us uh, met here, both of us had volunteered here, um, from a very uh, young man, I knew Dave and Cindy, and uh, I knew Daniel when he was a very young man. Um, and um, it came to a point where me and my uh, wife were starting a life kind of in and of our own, and uh, we were attending another church, and it made sense that we came here because we spent so much of our time here serving the youth that uh, were here. Um, in coming here, there were some things that I knew to expect. Uh, and uh, I knew that uh, this would be a Christ-centered church. Uh, I knew that just from the family that was at the uh, forefront of this program, that they were absolutely sold out about Christ, and I knew the followers were too, and the center was the center, and praise God, and I could get behind that. Uh, I also uh, knew uh, just by the nature of the work that, the volunteering that I had done here, that uh, we would be uh, involved in a really broken community. And being a man that I am, I uh, carry my brokenness very close to me. Uh, and that was good uh, because Christ had healed me. And I knew that uh, what to expect that Christ would be here and he would be setting the captives free. And that was wonderful. The only linchpin is what I'm going to preach about tonight. Uh, I almost didn't, at the very beginning of coming here, I almost didn't come here because I was a part of a really large church and you could kind of blend into a really large church, but I knew I was coming to a very intimate and very private church that 
um, knows each other, encourages one another, loves one another, and is very much in uh, everyone's life. And for me, that was hard to enter into, being a very uh, private individual um, by nature, by an individual that doesn't share what he thinks unless you directly ask him. Um, my wife this week laughed a little bit. Uh, she goes, you're, you're doing the sermon on community? Uh, and she goes, she goes, you know, me and me and you've been watching Downton Abbey together, and she goes, I think you're like Mr. Bates, and I go, I like that comparison. She goes, he got, he was a nice guy, a social guy. He got married to Anna, and the only community he needed was Anna. And my relationship to my wife is very much that way. Uh, if you would find me on a Friday night, you would find me at home. Um, um, so coming here was very difficult for me because I knew that people, I would have to be genuine. And people would be genuine with me and we would have to be intimate. And that's hard for a guy like me to be, uh, especially when I carry some of my pain very closely. But I want to thank you. It's been eight years here with the body in your family. And I love each and every one of you. And I know that I'm loved by each and every one of you. And you've made this my community and my family's community and I love you for it. I just want to say thank you. Um, now that I've laid out that, uh, that uh, community is a, is a struggle for me, um, and maybe you can identify with that, let's talk about community for a little while. Um, what, why is community so important? Uh, who called us into this community? Uh, why is unity as a family uh, so important? And what are the outflows of that community? Um, before, I, before I read you the key verse of uh, today, uh, let me pray again and uh, we can start in. Uh, Lord, I, I thank you. And I praise you that you are good and you are gracious to each of us. And we put complete hope and trust in you, uh, Lord, because you, you are mighty God and you are our Savior, uh, Lord. Uh, as a family, as a community, I pray that you would continue to open our eyes to who you are, that we would see the depth and the width uh, of your grace and that we would, as a family, be able to show that grace and love to one another. Uh, Lord, today I pray that as we look in your word, as we come face to face with you, I pray that uh, you would be empowering uh, us 
by your spirit just to obey and uh, follow uh, your leading like little children. Just thank you, praise you in your son's name. Amen. So the key verse that we'll be going off of today is Romans 15, uh, 5 and 6. Uh, if you would like to turn there, please do. Again, Romans 15, 5 and 6. Um, in over this year, I really, I really uh, think this uh, verse encapsulates cap uh, my prayer for this community here at the Refuge Church. Um, and my version reads, uh, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify uh, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, I, I know somehow, sometimes it's natural. Um, we come into a community because we know someone and we walk into that community and it becomes our uh, family. Um, in and I'm speaking in a very much a kind of natural uh, form. Uh, we, we, we feel like things can be a happy accident sometimes, uh, or we feel that uh, uh, we, time just passes and things happen and uh, you end up in, a, in maybe a church family. Um, I want to I bring it back to uh, a core idea that I want to place uh, Christ in the forefront where he belongs. Um, each of you are here not because you chose Christ and you chose to be in his church. You are here because Christ chose you and he called you to be into his church. Um, it seems like a small detail, um, um, but we as a body cannot worship together. We can't be of the way, some same spirit or unity together if Christ's spirit, if God's spirit doesn't rest in us, unifying us and building us into that community. Um, I, lo I, I love this verse, and I've probably uh, used it um, in so many ways that wasn't intended uh, uh, before. Um, uh, I probably shouldn't have admitted that out loud. Um, it's Ephesians uh, 2, uh, uh, starting in... Uh, verse 12. Um, remember that you were at uh, one time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of the promise, having no hope 
without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For we, uh, for he himself uh, is our peace, who made uh, both groups, in this speaking Jews and Gentiles, uh, into uh, one and broke down the barrier, the dividing wall, by abolishing in his flesh the, the hostility, uh, which is the law of uh, commandments containing ordinances, so that him in himself he might uh, draw the two parties into one new man, into one new community, thus establishing peace and reconciling uh, both into one body to God through the cross and by having put to uh, death the hostility. And he uh, came and preached peace to you who were far away and to you who were near, and, though, and through him both uh, have um, our access in one spirit uh, to the Father. And this is us now as a community. So then, you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens um, uh, with saints, with the saints, and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Uh, Christ Jesus himself is our cornerstone, in whom the whole building is being uh, fit together and growing into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom all you all are being built together to being a dwelling uh, space for God in his spirit. A lot said there. But the Bible says very clearly, none of us would be in this community because we were all hostile to him, separate from him. Far away, we felt like aliens, strangers, uh, a different nation. And none of us would have come near to him. But he came near to us. And through his body, he broke down the dividing wall. And through his blood, he drew us into relationship with God and one another, making us one household, making us one people, making us one nation, one citizenship under him, a sainthood. Um, and I, and that's really clearly how we got here. None of us would choose to worship unless God poured out his grace on us and drew us into relationship with him. And I don't think, and we would look like any other group of people if not for what he did. Um, that's why Christ needs to be the first. 
and always needs to be in the forefront, as a, even as a community. I, I, I see a lot of faces here that I know and I, I, I dearly love, and I see a lot of uh, faces here that I know that do not know the truth of this. And if you, if you do not know the truth that uh, Christ, there was something dividing us from God, and Christ came and bore our sin so that we may be the righteousness of God and be in a right relationship with him, I would love to meet with you. Because uh, that, is, that is the entryway into a community uh, like this. Not, not who you know, but who you worship. Um, so, call, uh, God called us into relationship with him and has placed us into a community. And what does that community look like? And I was trying to think of a good illustration of what that community, uh, that relationship with God and his believers looked like. And I came back to uh, it looked like the Trinity. Um, in John, uh, starting in uh, chapter 14 and going through 17, uh, Christ kind of describes this uh, relationship between him, uh, the Father, the Spirit, uh, and at the end, his people. Um, he starts out uh, with saying, no one knows the Father uh, but me. But you can know, he basically says, but you can know the Father because you know me. Um, and he says, you know, I know the Father, he knows me. I know the Spirit, he knows me. We're this tight, intimate relationship from the beginning of this world, creation of this world. But he extends, he extends to the uh, disciples of that time saying, if you hold my truth, you love me, and I love you, and you can be in this relationship with us. And though I'm leaving, I'm going to leave you the spirit that will come and dwell in you and reside with you, and you can still be in this relationship with us. And he goes on, saying this repeatedly over uh, from chapter 14 to uh, 17. Uh, basically saying over and over again that what community looks like is being in relationship, uh, in an existing relationship with what the Father, the Spirit, uh, and Christ already has that intimate, that loving, that enduring uh, relationship. And he calls his disciples to be uh, in that relationship with them. 
And he, in fact, says the world will know that they are mine because they're in this relationship with me, and their love will, will overflow. As a, as a pastor, um, I, I don't uh, preach uh, very much. I, I tend to speak very worldly at times, uh, growing up as I have. Um, uh, so I, I try to have Scripture speak for me uh, because my words always fall short. Um, and I was trying to, I was trying to think of as a community of believers, um, as a community, what is our end goal, um, as being a, a church? And, uh, I really love the book of, um, Ephesians. Um, it's one of my, uh, favorite books because it, gives me uh, so much uh, hope um, for what the design of the church should be and where we are going as a church. Um, I, en I enjoy uh, seeing what our purpose is in Ephesians uh, 4, uh, 1 through 16. It says, as a church... Uh, we, we should be unified and we're brought together and we're all given gifts to be one community together. And all of these gifts in this body is together for one purpose. And that is to be built up in the fullness of Christ. In the original verse in Romans, it says uh, that uh, we have encouragement in the Spirit uh, to be unified together um, so that we may glorify God the Father uh, that is the uh, Son, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. It says we're here in unity uh, built together so uh, that uh, we can glorify Christ. In Ephesians, it takes it a step further. What does that look like? That we're being built up in Christ. That is our end goal, is Christ, who is the one that sustains us, encourages us, empowers us to allow us to be a community the one that gave us entry into that community through his blood. But he, uh, the end goal is that we're built up in the fullness of who he is. I think the uh, end goal there is that we really know him and start to look like him. And in that, he will be glorified. In that wonderful, very personal, intimate relationship that the Trinity has and we're a part of, he will be uh, glorified. And that, that, is awe, awe, that causes awe for me. 
that's an incredible calling as a community. Um, that, um, I mean, I'm used to uh, going and grabbing uh, Burger King with my dad, and that's a special moment. Uh, uh, this, uh, I'm being called uh, to be like my dad. I'm being called to glorify my dad and worship him as a son, and that's an incredible calling. Um, um, what does why is why is uh, unity so uh, important? Uh, it says uh, you talks about in Romans fifteen five through six. Uh, it says, "Let the spirit of unity among uh, uh, among yourselves uh, as you follow." Christ Jesus, so that within one uh, heart, one mouth, uh, you may glorify God uh, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is unity so important? Um, I read an article uh, last night. Uh, I went to um, I went to the mall yesterday uh, for date night. Uh, with my wife and son, and uh, my little boy talked me into taking that little choo-choo train that goes around. The, uh, I needed a shoehorn to get me out of one out of the little train box. Um, but I I was there in the in the caboose of the train uh, traveling around the um, around the mall. Uh, with Liam, who was jumping up and down and laughing and going choo choo, choo choo, uh, but there was there was a about six teenage girls that were right in front of me in the car in front of me, and uh, they all were out there doing this uh, together. Uh, they were in the same car and weren't talking to each other very much, but they were all rapidly going at it. Um, and I, uh, the, earlier this week, I, uh, I read an article, it was a blog on Facebook, um, how uh, they think by 2015 there's going to be uh, 3 billion people on Facebook. Um, and I, I read this blog, and I'm not going to really share it because uh, I'll find my car uh, uh, demolished after I share. Uh, but it caused me to ask, what, what are the benefits of that, and does that really call us into community? And one of the byproducts of, of that particular... Um, uh, technology is that we become very self-focused. You know, I, I'm hungry. Instant gratification, I'm hungry, and I'll post it to uh, thousands. Um, and we become very self-focused instead of community-focused. Um, I've never had a 
conversation on Facebook that I enjoyed more than uh, meeting face-to-face -face with a person. Uh, um, why, why is community so important? We're on a long journey together. And this journey is towards Christ. And if you've ever been on a road trip or uh, journeys, uh, journeys often take unexpected turns, and we need our travel companions to be with us, to be admonishing one another, edifying uh, one another, loving one another, encouraging one another. We need one another to continue on this journey with each other, this uh, journey towards Christ. I used to be a youth guy. Uh, I know Dave and Daniel because we went to the same church, and I spent probably 10 years, uh, maybe even longer, uh, there working in their youth group. That's why I uh, am usually so casual as I grew up with uh, or spent most of my spiritual walk with uh, teens. Uh, um, one of my favorite, favorite uh, games ever back in youth group, we would set up this obstacle course. And we lump everyone together, and we tie them together with a really long rope. It was called blob obstacle uh, course. Why is unity so important? We're, starting, we're going to the same goal, but if we're lumped together and everyone is pulling in their own direction, are we ever going to get to that goal? The game that we're really playing is follow the leader. Christ is our head. We are to follow him. And if we're not unified in that purpose, we're going to lose people along the way. Um, also, unity is important because it causes us to not think just about myself. It causes me to think of everyone else around me, too. I, I, uh, one of my favorite uh, verses, uh, probably a verse that I uh, still, uh, I have two favorite verses, First uh, uh, John uh, 1 9, which I've probably shared a dozen times. Uh, the second verse is uh, Philippians uh, 2 1 through 4. Uh, I, uh, state that to myself uh, weekly uh, because I can be a proud man at times. Um, therefore, if there is any encouragement uh, in Christ, uh, if there is any uh, consolation uh, of love, if there is e any fellowship uh, of the Spirit, if any affection or a compassion 
make my joy complete by being uh, of the same mind, maintaining the same love, uh, united in spirit, intent on uh, one purpose, do nothing out of selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility uh, of mind regard one another uh, as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look uh, out for your own uh, personal interests, but also for the interest of others. Have this same attitude uh, in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. And he goes on uh, to show us what that attitude is and how Christ uh, died on the cross, became a servant, died on the cross for us, and was exalted. Um, it, it, we we see these this example of what it meant for Christ to be in community and how he washed his disciples' feet feet and uh, how he was gracious and loving and how he served and he says if we have any encouragement by what God has done uh, through Christ uh, let us now have the same mind and uh, behave the same or interact with one another in the same way uh, and serve one another. Um, so we're following uh, the leader uh, and we're following as a group of individuals and in one community. Uh, the Bible encourages us. Um, I didn't. I, I was saved when I was eighteen. Uh, never was a, a child growing up in uh, church, but. Um, he, one of my favorite songs is I'm going to let my little shite, light shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Um, says, um, says individually as uh, believers, we're to live our life uh, as lights. Um, one of our early uh, mission statements as the coffee oasis was, uh, as uh, the coffee oasis, that we were going to bring the light of Christ to the darkest parts of Bremerton. Um, back then, we were only ministering to Bremerton uh, at that time. But that continues to be a call of ours, that as a people uh, of Christ, we're little lights, and we don't want to cover it under a bushel or uh, or under a bowl, but we want it up on that light stand uh, for all to see. And as a community, uh, the uh, Bible says we're a city on a hill. Uh, same idea, a uh, city on a hill that everyone can see and be drawn to and receive uh, the light of Christ in their life. And in, in the uh, chapters of John, it, it says 
as a community that is being drawn into that relationship with the Trinity, uh, it says that the world would know us by our love, that we spent time uh, with Christ. And one of the, one of the wonderful byproducts, uh, to use a, uh, a more fleshly word, one of the wonderful byproducts of being a community uh, is that we're that community in a greater community. And we can invite that greater community into our community. We're, we're living community in front of a greater community, and that community, our community affects a greater community. Um, uh, a lot of, lot of the community groups have been a wonderful um, example of this. Finding communities that desperately uh, need the light of Christ and have been able to go there and just share uh, uh, the overflow of the love that we've experienced through Christ, allow that overflow uh, to permeate and be a part of that community, invite him to be a part of ours. And I uh, encourage you that however uh, God gifted you, uh, whether that is handling the word of God or showing mercy or... Uh, speaking uh, the word or being an encourager uh, or praying, I encourage you to use those gifts in front of a greater community to draw them uh, to see the light of Christ. Um, just, some, just some thoughts. Um, uh, to to kind of close, um, I'm a I'm a during the week uh, here. Uh, I'm the director of case management here. If if uh, you didn't know that, um, uh, I love that job and think it's the best job since sliced bread uh, uh, because I get to meet one on. Uh, one with youth where I'm not facing 30 of them. I get to meet one-on-one -on -one each week uh, and really find out what, what is going on and how I can pray and how I can tangibly uh, help uh, in those and really try to share Christ one-on-one -on -one in those, those opportunities. Um, what I dislike about my job, uh, and you're not hearing this, Dave, uh, is uh, uh, all the reporting. Uh, I, I need to assess, uh, report, evaluate. Uh, I'm constantly doing that, and it, it drives me batty. Uh, uh, but uh, I want to leave you I want to leave you with um, maybe assessment tool. Um, how are you doing in community? Um, uh, just asking 
a few simple questions and I want you to ask those of yourself. Um, are you, in this community, are you provoking one another to know Christ? And to really uh, walk with him? Are you admonishing one another, encouraging uh, one another in the transformation that has been in your life? And are you comforting or exhorting one another? As, as, a, as a, a church body, uh, do, you, do you feel that you're learning to really love one another? Have um, you had opportunity this week to serve one of your brothers and sisters? Um, these are these are some biblical virtues that come out of just being uh, a community together. Um, you know, and I, I think um, they're, a, they're a good assessment tool of how you are being a part of community. Um, I, I, I hope if this is your first time uh, here or if it's your eighth year time being here, I pray that when you come that you feel loved, you feel that this is a part of your community, that you feel a body that is one mind worshiping one God. Uh, um, and I, and as a uh, church, we are, we are called as a community. And uh, our final goal as as already uh, stated, is that we would be built up in the likeness of Christ and in that likeness that his love and the things, the interaction that we have with him would overflow to a greater community around us. And um, I hope this was encouraging to you. Um, and I pray I didn't go too long. Um, but let me let me pray for you, uh, you and we can uh, start to worship again. Lord, I uh, thank you. Um, I thank you that you are um, our Father, uh, and you have drawn us into your family. And as a family or as a community, I pray that we can continue to know you and seek you. Uh, to enjoy you. I pray that um, as just a community that follows after our head, uh, which is Christ, that uh, you would strengthen us through your spirit to do that, uh, Lord, and that we would be bound together, that we can uh, encourage each other in that walk. Uh, and really love one another in that walk. Um, Lord, I pray that as a community that uh, just the joy that we have in you 
would overflow to a greater community in that uh, in your spirit that you would start just planning houses of light in this dark community. Uh, Lord, just thank you. Praise you. In your son's name, amen.